What's up guys and welcome back to another episode of Bleeding B&G. So this episode is going to be a little bit different from the episodes we've had before. This is going to be a quick like update episode. If you guys ever um, listen to the Washington football team podcast, you know they do their emergency podcast whenever some big news happens. So we're just going to call this the update episode. You know, don't want to jock their swag too much. Um, but yesterday, I'll just give you guys a timestamp on today's date. Today is actually Tuesday, March 16th. And late last night, on the first day of the free agency tampering period, the Washington football team signed quarterback Ryan Fitzpatrick to a one-year, ten-year, one-year, ten million dollar deal that can be worth up to twelve million dollars. Um, and uh, I'm just here to give you guys my opinions on it really quick. So this is going to be a short episode. And personally, um, I'm kind of fair weather on the move. I don't hate it. Um, but I don't know how much I like it. Um, don't get me wrong. I do think that Ryan Fitzpatrick is the best quarterback on the roster right now. So that means that I think that he's better than Kyle Allen and um, Taylor Heineke uh, to this point. But if you guys have been listening to this podcast in recent time, you guys know that I was looking for a needle mover in free agency. I was looking for somebody that can take us from competing for the Super Wildcard weekend of the playoffs, the first weekend of the playoffs. You know, we ed- just edged into the playoffs with a losing record at 7-9. and nine. I was looking for somebody that can take us to the top and you know while I wasn't as you know optimistic about getting one of those big time quarterbacks like Deshaun Watson or um, Russell Wilson I did think that you know there were some needle movers that were actually available to get um, you know such as you know um, maybe a Marcus Mariota even though I, I said in a previous per- um, episode that I don't really think Mark Mariota was a needle mover but I did think that a guy like Sam Darnold was a needle mover who as of this um, point right now is still on the New York Jets roster so like I said guys um, I, I'm not mad at the move don't get me wrong I, we upgraded at the quarterback position so I can't hate the move too much, but um, I don't know if Ryan, um, Ryan Fitzpatrick or Fitz Magic, as they call him, is that guy. Don't get me wrong, I love, I love Ryan Fitzpatrick. You know, he's won me a couple. F- fantasy football leagues you know he balls out he's that type of quarterback but you know um he's still you know a journeyman you know he's still somebody that did Washington will be his ninth team that he's played for in the NFL in his 17 year NFL career he's still somebody that'll be turning 39 during this season I think his birthday is in like the middle of November so he's not that guy that's going to establish that longevity that I've been looking for at the quarterback position that we've been looking for for so many years that we haven't had in over what 25 years since I've been born you know I was born in 1995 I don't I I don't remember the last time that I really felt that the Washington football team quarterback position was secure and in good hands Um, I don't know if you guys are older than me listening maybe you guys can tell me but I really don't know and I don't think that this move puts it you know solidifies it at all so while I did well like I said while I am you know kind of spewing my negatives about the move don't get me wrong I think that, you know, Ryan Tannehill can be that bridge QB. I do think, I mean, not to say Ryan Tannehill. I think that Ryan Fitzpatrick can be that um, bridge QB. I do think that he's somebody that can have you winning the NFC East and being repeat champions, you know, defending that NFC East title successfully. You know, he's somebody that, like like they, like I said before, they call him Fitz Magic. He's somebody that strikes magic in a bottle every once in a while. Um, I heard Shannon Sharp in um, Undisputed earlier today. He's like, when he doesn't have expectations, you know, he's, he's 
he's he's he strikes lightning in the bottle. That's the only reason that he's still in the league. Cause like when he's about to go out, he has has a super game or a super moment. Like don't get me wrong, you know this past season, Ryan Brian, um, Ryan Fitzpatrick had the play of the season with that big throw against the uh, Oakland Raiders to win the game. After you know they took two out. So hey, and I still like I said, I still believe that Ryan Fitzpatrick is the best quarterback on the roster. So I do want to congratulate us and the Washington football team community because we did upgrade at a very important position you know the most important position in the NFL and in football period so like I said guys I, 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 I'm not too mad at the move but I don't know how excited I am about it I, I Ryan Fitzpatrick you know last year he did do his dues but you know um, and you know last season he threw for over 2,000 yards only starting seven games and you know he didn't I don't, I, I've seen a lot of people in the Washington football team community say oh but he was benched last season so how good could he really be guys I, I wouldn't necessarily say that Ryan Fitzpatrick was um, benched because of his play last season we got to remember that the Miami Dolphins did spend the number five pick on Tua Tungvalola, Tua Tungvalola Biola and you know after their first six games I think they started out three and three so they didn't really expect the Dolphins to turn out to be you know contended for a playoff spot as they ultimately ended up um, doing so even um, looking back in retrospect if I can remember correctly Ryan Fitzpatrick actually missed the last game of the season um, which you know the Dolphins had to win to actually qualify for the playoffs and I do believe you know I think that Brian Flores did say that um, Tua would have started that game but I do think in the crunch time if it came down to it that they would have put Ryan Fitzpatrick in the in the um, game to actually you know help the team um, win you know for his best chances now you know like I talked about in that organ organizational alignment episode I think that was episode two when our new GM hirings and things like that you know the Dolphins weren't organizationally aligned you know uh, Flores talked about how some of the players were kind of questioning why Tua was coming in um, when, you know they were 3-3 three and three and competing for the AFC East that wasn't thought to be as strong with the Patriots be not being um, contenders uh, for the division this year so you know a lot of guys were questioning it and I think that Brian Flores came out like I said before and actually you know admitted to it like you know some guys were wondering like why isn't why why why, why are we doing this to Fitzmagic now but you know that that's coming from the, 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 the guys over top that's coming from the GM the owner the team president the guys that actually have invested in this asset and actually needs to see this thing through so like i said guys um and we still even at this point in the offseason i'm not sure that the dolphins know that they're sold on to a talk of a to a viola so i don't I, i'm not knocking them but don't don't think that ryan ryan fitzpatrick was benched because of bad play um like i said last season he threw for over 2,000 yards in just over um in just seven starts and he had a uh, about a 96 quarterback uh 96 uh percentage quarterback rating so he, he's coming off a pretty strong year um he didn't finish the season as he would have liked and then um, if we can remember a couple weeks ago, there were rumors about Ryan T uh, Fitzpatrick actually considering retirement. And this was one of the things that, that turned me off when I first heard the news. Because, um, like I said, a couple weeks ago, we heard about the news about him, you know, considering retirement because he didn't have necessarily the options that he, were look he was looking for out there. But, you know, that, that report did get quickly refuted by his camp, by um, Fitzpatrick's camp. But once that, that news didn't get out there, it wasn't leaked for no reason. You know, if you have any experience with leaks and things like that, you know, somebody put it out there. And I'm not saying that, you know, if somebody did it with any malicious intent. But if I do think if I do take that information with a grain of salt, I do have the question is Ryan Fitzpatrick's, you know, heart all the way in there. Like we need him to be to compete, compete for Super Bowls. Like I need him to. Like I think that this defense is capable of doing. 
So these are some of the questions that I have why I'm not so ecstatic about the move. That and like I said before, the age. The age. Like I said, I know that we only signed him for a one-year deal, but we need some longevity. We need to solidify that quarterback position at some point. We need to. We need to. Now, one thing that I do like about Ryan Fitzpatrick is that I think uh, I know that his his um, nickname is like Fitz Magic, but to me, Ryan Fitzpatrick is like a chameleon. He can he can adapt to any setting. You know, um, I remember when he first got benched last year, he was he was pretty upset. Like he was pretty upset, and he told the media how upset he was. But that never deterred him from you know nurturing Tua or you know helping Tua develop. To him talking to Tua on the sidelines, keeping a positive vibe around Tua, and even you know he's been in so many situations in these seventeen years without these you know eight franchises that he has played with before the Washington football team. You know, he had the instance where, you know, if, I, if you guys don't remember at the beginning of 2018, you know, he started off the season throwing for two um, straight 400-yard um, passing games. And everybody was like, whoa, like, is this guy going to take Jameis' spot? And then ultimately, he did kind of fizzle out. But, you know, he never, he never, you know, trashed Jameis in the media. He was always helpful and beneficial to Jameis from what I can see from my naked eye up in, you know, the District of Columbia, the DMV area. And, you know, hearing reports out of Tampa, it was never like any rift between, you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick towards Jameis. Um, and he's just adapted to so many um, scenarios that he's been in. So I do think that he's a perfect quarterback to slide in if you really think that Cal Allen or Taylor Heineke can eventually be that guy. I think we do forget that Taylor Heineke is kind of on the older end of the spectrum. I think he's about 27 or 28 years old. And, you know, we kind of like don't remember, don't think that because he's had what, had about two NFL stars. Um, and he hasn't really established footing in the NFL, but he is on the older end of the spectrum. So one of the questions I has, I have is like, how long do we plan on developing guys like these? And if you and if you do think that they're the answer, do they eventually, you know, usurp um, Ryan Fitzpatrick on in, um, on the depth chart in the middle of the season? No matter you know how good Fitzpatrick is doing, kind of like he's he got treated in Miami this past season. So like, I, I don't think that's going to happen. But are we going to have a short lease with? Ryan Fitzpatrick, knowing that we have a quarterback that we're paying $4 million to, and another quarterback that we've extended uh, exclusive rights free agents, um, an exclusive rights tender on in Cal Allen. These are some of the questions that I have with um, this um, signing, and this, this signing didn't necessarily answer them. So, like I said, I do expect Ryan um, Fitzpatrick to come in and start. I don't think that he would have signed with Washington if he didn't expect to start, especially with that report coming out that he didn't really have many options out there. Um, but you know, I, I do think I do expect him to start the season. And while I do think he's an upgrade at the quarterback position. At, at this moment, like I said, we've all known Ryan Fitzpatrick, and like Shannon Sharp said um, in the episode earlier today, you know he 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 tends to fold when the expectations are on him. You know we know Fitz Magic. Like I said, we see you saw that great play that he made against the Raiders last year. The 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 magic in the bottle, the sparks that he has. But then there's a downside to Ryan Fitzpatrick where he's lost almost or I think about 30 more games than he's won in the NFL. And guys like that and stats like that usually would get, keep keep you kick you out the league before you get to your 17th season. But he's always able to you know have that to that lightning in the bottle moment where he's just going off and going crazy. If I can remember, you know, um, him balling out against the Patriots, I think the last game of the season to knock the Patriots uh, like out of the the one seed in the 2019 season, and nobody expected the Dolphins to win that game. So, I, like I said, I do, I do, I do 
think that we upgraded um, at the quarterback position, and that can only be applauded. I do think we could have got a lot better, but it's not like we wasted it, uh, a, a bunch of money. You know, like I said, it's a $10 million deal that can potentially cost up to $12 million to Fitzpatrick. But I don't think, you know, I don't think that we've, we've solidified the quarterback position. And that's something that I was hoping hoping to do this, this offseason. So with this move being made, I don't think that we're in the market for a quarterback at 19 anymore. So you guys know that kind of means that my dream of drafting Trey Lance is kind of over. I'm kind of pretty sad about that, kind of pretty bummed out about that because um, I just watched his pro, pro day just last week. And while he did miss some throws, he did show the the exceptional arm talent and the freak athlete that he is that can potentially dominate this sport. I, and I, and I, I honestly mean that about Trey Lance. He's the type of athlete that if he ever hones in on those passing skills, and it's, it's not crazy. Like I said, he had a 29-touchdown um, and zero interception season. So how how bad is his accuracy? But if he can hone in on it on the NFL level, he can be he can be a guy that takes over this league. So all in all, we're going to wrap up this episode pretty soon. Um, like I said, guys, this was just a quick episode giving you guys my thoughts on the Ryan Fitzpatrick signing. I do think that this signing can have us competing for the division again. I don't know if it just makes us outright, you know, solidified favorites. I never really had that um, that conclusion or that, you know, thinking after the end of this season going into the 2021 season because of the quarterback position. And I don't know wh why we did upgrade. I don't know if we made a big enough upgrade to, you know, set ourselves way in front of our competition. But I do think that we should be the favorites, just not, you know, a landslide or anything like that. But I do think, you know, we have the best overall team. I am curious to see some of the moves that we make, um, Continuing free agency has been pretty quiet on the Washington football front for the first two days. But like I said, guys, we're going to end this episode pretty quickly. Always, always, as I ask at the end of every episode, if you guys can follow my Twitter and my Instagram, my social media pages. First, my Instagram is at BleedingBNG. That's B-L-E-E-D-I-N-G, B-N-G. And then my Twitter is at BleedingBNG as well, but it's a tad, tad bit different on the spelling of the handle. Um, for the Twitter, it's at B-L-E-E-D-I-N-B-N-G. So no, um, so only one B in the Twitter handle. And then also you can follow uh, follow us and subscribe to our YouTube page. Please, please, your subscriptions matter. All that, all the interaction that you guys give me, all the impressions that you guys give me on YouTube and in the comments section of the podcast as well. The, that matters. Trust me, your feedback matters. I look at you guys' feedback after every episode and I take it into consideration as I continue to grow this platform. So like I said, guys, those, that's just my opinions on Ryan Tannehill. I appreciate all you guys' support and please be on the lookout because if we get a big signing pretty soon we're going to come back bleeding bng with another update episode letting you know our opinions on that signing as well so thank you see you guys later